Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes! What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bob and Michael Bradley's favorite podcast in soccer we trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad. Alongside Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies and Hollywood Heath Pierce, and we are thrilled to have a very, very special guest joining us today whose name is on the tip of everyone's tongues for a potential spot as the number nine with the U.S. men's national team because of his dominant performances in MLS this season. It's FC Cincinnati's Brandon Vasquez. Now, before we get to him, we have to let everybody know that this podcast is a finalist for the best sports podcast, which is incredible, and we're blown away by your support. However, if you voted before, Make sure you look out for an email so you can vote for us again and we can put some trophies in our In Soccer We Trust cabinet. Also, we have merch now, which just took this whole thing to the next level. So if you want to wrap your favorite podcast with official In Soccer We Trust gear, it's only found on the CBS Sports Store. Imagine it. It's kind of like one of those booths outside of a stadium. We got T-shirts and mugs and hats and bags and water bottles. Unfortunately, no Vuvuzelas yet. And because we love all of our beautiful listeners, you get 20% off of your order when you use this podcast-exclusive code, Soccer20, during checkout. That's right. Soccer 20. It's only available for our listeners, which includes our amazing YouTube community. So head over to store.cbssports.com and shop now. So Heath, coming to you first. We're the only soccer podcast that's a finalist. We have merch now, and a VIP guest is joining us. Do you feel like our In Soccer We Trust baby is growing up and kind of maybe maybe getting some hair on his chest? <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy, I just... I- <laughs> this live with StreamYard thing on on your forehead uh, on the screen is just yeah, it's blocking throwing me off. I can only see a mouth. It's like you're uh, blurring your your eyes out. You know, your eyes do have some intensity. So it's it, okay. It's your, yeah, it's, conversation. It's part did, of it. Did, maybe did StreamYard drop somebody I'm, on the spot. I, don't, or, you know what, I, I have maybe I'm having a bad hair day, and if you're watching on YouTube, it's covering my hair. So so yeah. I'm glad with that. Now, Chuck, as our resident number nine, we got you a number nine to talk to. So how excited are you for this Brandon Vasquez interview? I'm amped. I mean, we want to talk to the players who are potentially going to be leading the line in the World Cup. So let's get them on. All right, let's do this. Okay, everybody, it's time for the tail of the tape for our special guest. Standing six foot two inches tall, according to MLSsoccer.com, the Wikipedia says he's six foot three, so I don't know what to believe. And weighing just short of 200 pounds of muscle, which means he's an absolute tank. It's the pride of Chula Vista, California. 
who has represented the U.S. at the U.S. national team levels, but never at the senior level, who scored a very small amount of goals and his very small amount of playing time during the early part of his MLS career. But since becoming the guy up top for FC Cincinnati, he has produced, just got to give him some playing time, obviously, scoring 15 goals in 24 league games so far this season, which is the same amount as Jesus Ferreira, which is good for second in the Golden Boot race. It's Brandon! What's, what's up, going man? on, guys? What's, what's going on? Good to see you. So when you have success like you're having, there's obviously the hype that comes along with it, including me banging on a drum and screaming into a megaphone. <laughs> How do you handle the hype, Brandon? You know, for me, it's all buzz on the outside. You know, I know there's a lot of talk going around, but I try to just focus on uh, on training every day, getting better every day and performing every time I get get on the field. You know, that's the that's the that's what I try to let do the talking for me. So, yeah. I like that. Brendan, how, how old are you real quick? Just 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 so everybody can know. 23. I turned 24 in October. 23, turning 24 in October. Do you and feel like, three. you know, for you... Of course you are. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, do you feel like, uh, for, you know, for you, you're emerging onto the scene as, as, a, as a bonafide goal scorer in the form that you're in right now. Do you feel like, uh, because you've been a professional as long as you have, that, that perhaps you're not getting the attention you deserve uh, as if you were, say, uh, a couple years younger or first-year pro or second-year pro? Do you feel like that's a little bit of, the, of, of what's happening right now? Because I, I'm backing you. Jimmy's backing you. Charlie's got some uh, – Charlie's backing you now. <laughs> but it took, a, it took a moment for you to, 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 to win him over. But just in terms of your age, you're emerging now, coming into a World Cup year. I mean, talk to me about what you're feeling right now and, and all that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely an exciting moment for me. I mean, um, having a, a season like this, um, sometimes it still feels unreal. You know, I, I, I sometimes go back and look at some of the goals that I scored this season and it's like, dang, like I did that, you know, <laughs> so sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's still unreal for me. But but kind of like I said earlier, you know, like I, I got to keep uh, striving for more, you know, what's in the past. I kind of have to uh, be grateful about it and leave it there and uh, keep moving on, you know. Uh, Real quick, though, is, is is it form or is this your quality that we're seeing? Are you in peak form or is this a quality thing? I think it's quality, man. I think it's quality. It's, I, a, it's I a little bit like of both. I, probably, yeah, too. A lot of playing time. He's not a goal. Hey, Brandon, he, he, that, so. forgive him. He's not a goal scorer. He doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't get it. Is that a form thing or is hey, that a quality hey, no, thing? No, Charlie, Charlie, hold up. Charlie, you and I both know that we've played with players that you're like, that's form. That's all form. That's not yeah. quality. That guy, I, name I, I, I won't name him. Name him. Name Justin <laughs> Braun. <laughs> Justin Braun? Justin Braun. Jimmy, you know. Oh, when he was with Chivas I, USA? Yeah, yeah. I remember Justin Braun. Guy scored hat tricks in MLS. Yeah. Couldn't trap a ball to save his life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even God, being hard. Justin Braun just took a big stray today. He just took a nice question. stray from Heath yeah. Pierce. Yeah, that yeah. he took a real stray. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, Brandon, what I love about what you just said is you, you look back at where you were. You know, 2019, two goals. 2020, two goals. 2021, four goals. 2022, we're just halfway through the season, 15 goals. So you have that perspective of what it takes to get to where you are now, all the hard work and dedication. What was that one performance for you this year that you said, yeah, things are different? Like this was that that game changer for me. For sure. Like you said, I mean, past couple of years, it's, it was tough for me, you know, coming on and getting five minutes here, 10 minutes there. And with Cincinnati, I mean, usually I would come on and we'd be down a couple of goals. So 
teams just sitting back. It was, it was tough, you know, but this year it's definitely been, I think it was the first game versus, or, or it was the third game of the season for us versus Orlando. And, um, and yeah, I got a brace that game. And it was one of those moments where it was kind of just like, um, it was a boost of confidence, you know, because I'd finished the season last year with, uh, with, I started four or five games and I had three goals in those games. So um, it was just kind of like going back where I had ended off, um, starting back up. And it was just one of those where, you know, I mean, first three games, two goals. Um, it was just one of those things where definitely a boost of confidence. And it was just like, all right, we're just getting started. You know, we got 30 something games left. Like, let's get it. You know, it's a yeah. it's a challenge. I'm going to push myself. You know, who knows? Now, Brandon, I'm glad you 15. Damn. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up last season because you did get a nice run of games and you got a whole bunch of goals there and you just kind of parlayed that momentum into the start of this season. And it makes me wonder what your career would have looked like up until this point if you got to play more when you were playing for your previous MLS clubs because it's really clear that you, once you've got that little bit of belief that you're allowed to make some mistakes, you know, because sometimes when you're a young player and you make a mistake, the old guy won't get blame for it because the coach maybe doesn't have the same type of courage but he'll blame yeah, jim, the young guy jim, jim was never was never blamed i mean we're talking ne- from the <laughs> early bl- 60s on he, he, he early was- 60s on here we go <laughs> so 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 brandon let's keep it in mls because obviously we're going to talk about the u.s men's national team but what what kind of influence has pat noonan had on you and the coaching staff and and maybe luciano acosta as well like dropping you dimes in terms of hey when i get the ball maybe look to make this run to make that happen I'm kind of curious because we were teammates with Pat with the men's national team in terms yeah, of yeah. Uh, what he's brought to the table. Yeah, you know, I mean, Pat and the whole coaching staff he's brought in, even uh, the GM coming in and changing things up from what it was last couple of years. I mean, they've completely tr- changed the culture around at the team. You know, I mean, last year there was moments where some players didn't know exactly what their job was and what positions the coaches wanted them on the field. Like, um, and this year, everybody's clear on what their job is. Everybody knows exactly what they need to do every time they step on the field and what spaces and what kind of runs we need to make, especially when a player like Lucho has the ball on his feet, you know, like as soon as he gets the ball on his feet, every forward knows we're running in behind, you know? So he's, he's that kind of player that can pick out a two foot window and put the ball in between there. So, yeah, you know, I mean, having the whole coaching staff has been incredible this year and having their trust. I mean, it's only shown, I mean, it shows where we are today and, and yeah, having a player like Lucho behind me, feeding me dimes, it's, it's money. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. any, any number nine wants a uh, 10 like that. So, so yeah, it's great. Do you think that you've uh, improved your range of scoring or ways? You know, one of the things we talk about quite often on this show is just uh, striker is a main theme, obviously for the national team and the mm-hmm. subject matter of the show, but finding ways to be impactful outside of just scoring goals. Do you feel your game is developed in, in other ways where you're finding ways, one, to score goals differently, but also be impactful over a 90-minute period? Even defensive press, hold up, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I'm I'm very good at uh, my hold-up play, and that's something that is, uh, is big in the way we play at FC Cincinnati, you know. Um, I mean, I, I hold up the ball, bring Lucho on the play, and our wingers are – are coming straight in and our fullbacks are, are up attacking high. And I think it's, it's been a lot of fun this season. Uh, I mean, we have such great creative attackers and, and our fullbacks too. They're, they do a great job of putting balls in the box and, uh, 
and yeah, I mean, it's all I could ask for really. What, what's, what's training been like for you? I, I know we talked about it uh, during all-star break. You had Dom Kinnear. He's giving you pointers. Mm-hmm. You're going over video with them. Been massive for you. But in terms of individual battles, I can tell you playing against Matt Miazga, Jeff Cameron, and even Nick Hagland, they were notorious and just giving me lumps, kicks, elbows. What what's it like? Do you have you had any bust ups yet with Jeff Cameron? I know he likes to run his mouth. He's still <laughs> running his mouth in training. And and how how's that been for you? You know, it's great. You know, it's it's one of those things where there's that little battle between me and the center backs all the time, and it just push pushes each of us to get better every every single session. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, for who, who example, gives you the I toughest matchup? In training. I mean, Miazga just got there, but yeah, yeah. I've had about a week of training with Miazga and we've done a lot of like um, starting 11 stuff. So I haven't been able to go up against him, but, um, but yeah, I would say probably Nick Hagelin cause he's a hard guy to post up. You know, usually I'm, I'm pretty good at like posting up uh, center backs and he's a strong guy. So sometimes it's hard to to be able to throw him around the way I can do with other people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Brandon, you got to take into consideration that Charlie's little, so he doesn't know this. Hey, I, uh, I, posted up, I posted up your boy a few times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. With, with Charlie's got a nice little bubble butt that maybe you don't have, Brandon. So, that helps him out. so, so how disappointed were you, I guess, in some capacity that when there was a 27-man roster for the U.S. Men's National Team in June, Given how well you'd been performing up until that point, you didn't get called in. That's kind of part one of this. And there's also the quote that Burhalter had about you. He said, he's close. If Brandon continues to score goals at this rate, which you are, and his team continues to win, I'm sure there'll be an opportunity for him in the future. I don't know what that means in terms of timing, but he's a guy we've been impressed with with regard to his play. That's Greg Burhalter in May. So you didn't get, call- get called in in June, even though you've continued this up. You're continuing to score. Now MLS All-Star and now scored – what seven in your last seven? You're on complete fire. Haji Wright didn't really make the most of his time in the June windows. Jordan Pifok maybe blew his chance in qualifying. Still pretty wide open. Like, talk to us about your ambitions and aspirations for the national team, especially as it pertains to a wide open spot for the number nine right now. For sure, you know, I mean, for me, and I believe, I truly believe, anything is possible. And in a position that's open like that, I mean. I it's if it's up in the air for grabs I'm going for it you know I mean why not and for me right now I all I can do is like what Greg said keep scoring goals and keep performing and helping Cincinnati do the best possible and if I get that opportunity in September then then I'm running with it you know I mean this is an opportunity of a lifetime any player any forward would love to be in this position that I am and I can't take that for granted. So let's be uh, real. Let's be real. You're getting oh, that yeah. opportunity. You're getting that. <laughs> Come on. I you're, hope so. You're going. You're we, going. Know, yeah. we know Greg's watching right now. Come on, Greg. Let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> do you, uh, Brandon, do you think do you think that you're sort of because of your size and the way that you 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 play the game that you're sort of pegged as as a uh, more traditional target striker, hold up play, and maybe overlook for things that you f- feel that maybe you're better at in terms of your movement off the ball. Um, you know, other ways that I had mentioned before of getting involved that Charlie had mentioned. Do you feel like you're sort of almost stereotyped because of your size of a striker and because of uh, your, your the way that you're sort of being known for right away? Do you feel like you're being put into a box that you know that you should fit outside of? Yeah, maybe that's a good question. I mean, I mean, for sure, I'm a. I'm, I would say my biggest forte would be um, 
yeah, hold up striker. But I feel like I have good feet on me. I have good finishing. I can move in the box. I'm fast. So I feel like I can check off most of the boxes that are necessary to be in that position. Yeah. So what you just said is you would absolutely dominate Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, maybe sure. on his day he get the best of me every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm crafty though. I'm crafty, Charlie. I, I, but, but 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 Charlie, real quick, the reason I I, I asked that, and I, I'm sorry to take a follow up on this, but is because when we think about the national team, there seems to be a very specific way that Greg wants to play, a very specific mm-hmm. style. And the ones that I think have struggled the most are what we would consider traditional target strikers and their ability to be to be more impactful over time, right? Because of the, not so much because of their quality, but because of the way the team plays of getting that striker involved, that striker getting other players involved around them, finding a way to be impactful if there's long periods that we're not getting you the ball. And that's why I asked that. Do you feel like your style of play can fit in with the way the national team wants to play or at least with your conversations that you've had with Greg? Absolutely, absolutely. I think I can, uh, I feel like a chameleon in that way. You know, I feel like I could change. I'm, I'm very good at, um, at understanding what different coaches have wanted like throughout my career. I've understood how they want their nines. Every coach wants their nine to, to fill in a certain role and do specific things. And I feel like I have everything to to fulfill that, you know? So, yeah, I feel like I could do anything that's asked of me. When, when you see a player like Ricardo Pepe and he gets this $20 million move, you see Tati Castellanos and going to La Liga, these players that you're playing with, you're competing against, I, I would assume, because we had this conversation, you want to play in Europe. But are you now cognizant of, it's got to be the right place. You don't just go to Europe to go to Europe. Like it's got to be the coach needs me to play the system. Cause I fit in that system. He wants me there. And I know I'm going to get opportunity versus, uh, we got the biggest bid. I'm going to get the biggest paycheck and I'm off and we'll see what happens. That's, that's funny you say that. Cause that's exactly what me, my agents, my parents were talking about a little while ago. Like when this opportunity comes up, it's, I'm not going to want to go like before you said for the paycheck or, just because just to send me overseas, you know, I mean, yes, my objective and my whole career, I've wanted to go overseas and play in the best leagues um, and for the best teams in the world. But at the same time, I don't want to be in that position where I go, but I'm stuck on a bench or I'm, I have to be sent on loan to go get some minutes in the second division somewhere. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in that. I don't want to be in that position. And I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad route to take. I know a lot of players have taken that route and been successful. But, you know, um, yeah, kind of like I said, I, I, I want to go for a purpose and when the time is right. Yeah. Do you, do you pay attention to what the other guys are doing? in Because I did when I was like, wow, I got Eddie Pope in front of me and Oguchi Onyewu and Greg Berhalter and, and Corey Gibbs. And I'm watching. I'm watching how they're performing. I'm watching how their teams are getting results. And, and in some ways, I'm using that to inspire me. I'm not using that as a negative, but as a way to make yeah, sure that yeah. I'm playing at the same level. Yeah, are you Alexi doing Lala's. the same? Because because right now, what did you just say, Charlie? And Alexi Lalas when he was playing. No, oh, come on. I'm not that old, dude. I didn't play that old. <laughs> Listen, so, so, so. I just wanted to know, like, you see Jesus Ferreira. He just mm-hmm. has 15 goals now. You have 15 goals. Is that kind of a benchmark for you that you want to do maybe a little bit better than Jesus because that's just going to give you more of an argument to use with Greg? Like, hey, listen, I'm in the same league. I'm scoring just as many goals, if not more, than Jesus, and I think I provide even more because of my size and my speed and everything else that I bring. Yeah, you know, um, 
obviously on Instagram, I, I follow MLS. I see them post all this stuff of like who's just scored, who's at the top, results of each team. And, and for me, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier. Like I try to not pay attention to my opposition as much. I, I don't find that to help me like motivate myself. I kind of find like I, I motivate myself by trying to like better myself than the week before. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really me against me, you know, and, and right now I'm not really looking at like who's right behind me or who's like at the same as me. I'm looking, I'm looking at Drew right now thinking I need to catch up to this guy. I need to pass this guy. But, so in the race for that, yeah, that's my mentality right now. But you definitely, you definitely perked up a little bit when they moved that roster size twenty three to twenty six for the World <laughs> Cup, right? Like you definitely. <laughs> and and Jimmy had Greg Berhalter on. We talked about twenty ten, which was the you know our our cycle, um, and and how we had Robbie Finley, uh, Hercules Gomez, Edson Buttle, all guys that made late pushes and and made it to a World Cup squad. So you know I. You'd be lying if you didn't think about that a little bit, right? Uh, you know, when they moved that roster to 26? Yeah, when I when I first heard of that news, I was like, all right, okay. All right, sweet. Let's just keep grinding, you know. I can be there. You're 100% you can be there. When you're looking at MLS right now and, and Cincinnati's sitting in ninth place in the Eastern Conference, but, I mean, we're talking tight. 32 points is Charlotte right behind you. But then Inter-Miami, Orlando City are at 33 as well. New England and Columbus are at 34. What what do you need to do to make sure that you guys are in the playoffs and, and that you're still leading the line, you're still scoring goals? Because I, I know defensively that was your problem with Cincinnati, too many goals that you conceded. You brought in Miazga. Is that enough now to kind of be on the front foot and have more possession? Yeah, you know, I mean, one of our biggest problems is uh, allowing late goals. So I feel like on the attacking side, we've been we've been really good. Brenner's been on fire. I feel like I've been doing really good. Um, Lucho's been putting dimes for everybody. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. It's one of those things that if we want to make it to playoffs, we got to start um, being more conservative, I guess, when – when we're leading games, you know, we, I mean, in the past couple games, we've allowed goals in the last 10 minutes and that have just taken a lot of points away from us. Um, and it's probably been four or five times throughout the season where we've had the lead and we let that go. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's one of our biggest problems as a team right now, but yeah, we, we've been training on that every week, trying to find solutions. And, um, as soon as we get that down, I think we're going to be in playoffs for sure. One question that that just came to my mind um, is that you you had the opportunity to play with Joseph Martinez when he was in his prime, mm-hmm. and and watch him and see him in training. Did you pick up anything from him in terms of, you know, being able to finish the different types of finishes and, and his runs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing this guy day in day out, it was it was something incredible, and being able to see his mentality. I mean, he had that Kobe type of mentality, you know. So being able to see that and try to get all the good stuff that he has and um, apply that to my game. It's it. I mean, yeah, I've, I've tried to apply that. I mean, uh, like I said, that killer mentality in the box, being smart about movements and he was always at the right place at the right time. And there was times where I was sitting on the bench thinking like, Oh, this guy's not having the best game. Maybe like I can come in and make the difference, you know? 
And then this guy would bang two at the end of the game somehow, just being in the right place at the right time. And I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> like, like I, this, guy, I, this guy's crazy. I'm glad, Charlie, you brought that up because you have won an MLS Cup with Atlanta and an Open Cup. So you have some championship mentality and experience. And, and whether you were involved on the field, you were still a part of it, as Charlie mentioned, and just being around and seeing what it takes to be at that level. So how does that leadership now that you've probably accrued during that time, when you try to emerge as a leader yourself, even though you're young, still trying to be a leader up top, right, in terms of your actions, but also in your words, how you rally the troops. Now, as you mentioned, you guys haven't won a lot lately. You haven't lost either. In the last 11 games, you've only lost once, but you've only won two of those last 11. A lot of them are yeah. draws. So, so what do you do in terms of trying to get more out of the guys around you? Because you're only as good as your weakest link. Absolutely. You know, I think it's one of those things where around 70th, 75th 80th minute uh, a couple of the guys just start to to lose that energy and I feel like I I can't point fingers because I feel like that's me too you know I mean around 80th minute that's when people are feeling the most fatigued and it's just one of those things where you have to you have to motivate your teammates and have them push as much as possible and there's this uh there's this guy David Goggins I read one of his books um no, I know who he is yeah, yeah, unbelievable, <laughs> crazy mentality guy. But he says when you feel like you're at, when you feel like you're at your 100, percent you're really only at 60, percent and you got to push, and you don't know your your max until you keep pushing yourself. So I always kind of always think that when I get in that fatigued mindset, and the body starts feeling the the, the tiresome, and you know, I think it's one of those things where you have to set an example. Like I, I need to set an example of, of bringing that energy to help like me, Lucho Brenner to drop back and be able to, to help the team defend out the, the do scores. Think, oh, do you yeah. think it's also, I just want to jump in. Do you think it's also you maybe drawing a foul, right? To slow the game down, to make sure everybody can transition, to take a breath, uh, you know, little things like that where you think you could potentially add in as well. I'm sure you were going to get there, but I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's all part of the game. You know, the little stuff, the the, the time wasting, you, you see so many teams do that and it's, it's effective, you know, it's part of the game. And I think uh, our team needs to have that little like feeling of of time wasting too so like you said like that's all it all it's part of the game and like game management right be, like, yeah exactly game yeah. management and i think we need to be better at that let me ask you i mean just plain and simple where you're at right now in the form that you had is it a form that you we all set goals was there a goal tally that you set knowing that you know comparatively to seasons past you can chalk up, you can come up with all kinds of excuses, right? Didn't get the chance, exactly. the right coach, the right situation, the timing. It's easy for you to just make, put those ex, uh, excuses out there. But now you're in this form. Is there a goal count or an assist count? Or is there a number that you're going after now that you've set your, your sights on and, and, and has it moved since the start of the season? No, you know, I mean, I made a bet at the start of the season with a couple of my athletic trainers at Cincinnati that if I hit 20 goals, they have to get uh, a 19 tatted on them. And they, oh, they brought it up. Wow. Wow. And I was like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> what, what, when thought, was this, by the way? Was this, this preseason? Was, probably, was this early season? This was probably beginning of the season. Beginning okay. of the season, maybe I ha it was after the first two goals I scored. But they brought it up, and I was like, all right, let's do it. I'll take that bet any day. And they, 
they took it lightly, but now they're shivering. So yeah. it's are you gonna are you gonna allow them like a buyout now of like something like maybe they can get some other other tattoo if they do it now versus uh, have to wait this out and get the number or 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 are you just seeing it through because I don't want to see any of this. I mean, you can let them have a tiny tiny little number on it, but like you know. All I'm saying is, I want to see it on somebody's yeah. butt cheek. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, what been, that's what they've been saying. Now they're talking about where they're gonna get it and all. No, lower back. Man, yeah, lower <laughs> back. There it is. Oh. Nice 19 right there. Um, yeah, cool. when, when when I think of of the national team in the World Cup, I know the jerseys popped up. The leaked jerseys had to have popped up on your timeline. What what came to mind for you? Was that something like I can't wait to wear that? I'm motivated, or were you like, man, those are ugly? <laughs> the the leaked uh, yeah the, the leaked U.S. Men's National Cup. Team jersey yeah yes yeah they're I think they're clean you know that that picture let's the way go everything I thought it was clean so of course I I envisioned myself wearing that 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 when I saw it I was like I I'm I'm in love with the tie dye the blue tie dye and the white kit I mean yeah you iconic. could get creative a white, but a white kit is clean, iconic, a clean white kit I love the center central crest. So I, I'm all about it. And that's not the game. Like the, the kits that were released were like the generic kits. They weren't like the, the match kits that have like a different types of stitching hey, within it. Charlie, so, is this a, is this a PSA or something? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, I, I like them. Were you I, paid to say it though. No, <laughs> you got to disclose that. If you're paid Hashtag to ad. I, this is how it works. <laughs> in social media. Charlie. There's no, there's no hey. ad here. Uh-huh. With the swoosh on his shirt. Yeah. All right. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so, Brandon, uh, as part of our tradition here with our special guests, we wanted to ask you, like we ask everybody else, the best jersey you've ever swapped in your career. Or, or if you want to add to it, a regret. Like you you had the chance to ask somebody, but you got a little insecure or it just wasn't the right time because we've all had those. In our, or we got told no. Like I asked Juan Roman Raquelme to give me his jersey and he – didn't even look, didn't answer me, didn't look at me. So, Ooh. so that was awesome. I felt like less than a human being, let alone yeah. a player. But was there like your best jersey swap and then maybe any regrets? My regret, first one that comes to mind is Ibrahimovic. We got to play, I got to play against him when I was with Atlanta for the LA Galaxy, maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. And he's a player that I've, that I've watched since I was 10 years old, you know? So, I mean, as a number nine, somebody who's like tall, strong, just like, a killer as well seeing him i was like oh i should ask him i should ask him and then i i was just like too nervous i was thinking like oh he's not gonna pay attention to me you know like he's not gonna know who i am he's not gonna want to like switch so i i just chickened out i didn't even ask him that's my biggest regret and my biggest jersey swap my favorite one By the way, if you want tall, strong, and a killer, know. you could add. I'll, I'll trade shoots with you, man. Like I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at this. Boom. <laughs> the That's gun show. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe your 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 best jersey swap hasn't happened yet because you have a lot of years left in your career, and obviously we're pulling for you what, to what, play for if, the US Men's Maybe, the, team maybe there's one that you're you are eyeing though. Is there one that I'm you're like eyeing. in the league? You're like when we play, I'm I'm swapping. Yeah. Do you feel like you want to switch with defenders, like people you're playing against, or are you trying to go for the best player on the other team, like a Dreyusi from Austin or or anybody else? I, it's usually the only times I think about it is like when it's a big player that I watched when I was younger, you know. Mm. But besides that, like, nah. All right. So well, your jersey's in the mail. I'll send you my jersey. I know I was a poster <laughs> on your wall, Brandon Vasquez. Thank you for your time, Brandon Vasquez. Brandon, Good luck with Hold on, Daddy. hold on. What? No, what? no, we we didn't ask what? him. This man could play could play for Mexico. 
Well, we, he could. Oh, okay, well, okay. Putting him back, this, uh, back I, I on did, the hot uh, seat. Uh, okay. Did you forget he played for Tata and Tata didn't give him no love? I'm yeah, just saying. I didn't even no, want to go there. Create, I no, believe in second even, chances. He's representing the U.S. Come on. Okay. Don't right. even go. Don't even go there. Don't even know. We're positivity only. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brandon, you hey, you entertain it. You entertaining that idea or no? I have to, you know, I got to keep all my doors open until I get to that bridge. You know, why close doors early? Mm. No, I respect that, but I'm super bummed at Heath that he even brought that up. Because that's why you played for the U.S. Brandon Vasquez, everybody, good luck with FC Cincinnati. And hopefully we'll see you called in for the September games and uh, booking your ticket to the World Cup. Brandon Vasquez, unbelievable. We're going to take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we'll talk about what we just heard from Brandon. And, of course, talk about Christian Pulisic, maybe on the move. And, once again, those new leaked U.S. Men's National Team jerseys. Don't go anywhere! Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad with Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies and Hollywood Heath Pierce. And before we continue to talk about what we just heard from Brandon Vasquez, our very, very special guest from FC Cincinnati and hopefully the U.S. men's national team moving forward. I got to let everybody know that Paramount Plus is the only place to stream every minute of every Serie A match. And you can quickly and easily sign up for your very own account right now with a free one-month trial by going to ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy. Just click the Try It Free button and use promo code Italy for instant access to the best Italian club soccer, also known as Calcio, available, and it's on all of your devices. Visit ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy and start streaming today. Serie A has been popping off this particular season, but I want to talk a little Weston McKinney. And I do want to talk a little Christian Pulisic and the New Jerseys, but let's talk about Brandon Vasquez. Charlie, resident number nine. What do you think about his thoughts? The confidence is clear. Yeah. And he knows that I think he ticks a lot of boxes as to what we'd want. He just needs the opportunity. And what I think is interesting, he said he didn't get the opportunity for the first four or five years of his MLS career. He finally gets valuable minutes where he knows he's the guy where he's allowed to make a few mistakes and it's not going to be the end of the world. They're not going to pull him or make him sit. They're going to work through his mistakes. And he's really blossomed 15 goals in 24 league games. There's nothing to sneeze at. I love the confidence from Brandon Vasquez. I also see the development and the growth from Brandon Vasquez. This was a player who, like he was saying, only got five minutes here, 10 minutes here, and in difficult situations for any player. How are you going to get rhythm and confidence? He finished, uh, you talk about finishing the year strong and then starting back up where you mm -hmm. left off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we're just starting to see him start to, to, to gain momentum. He's nowhere near his his top potential. I mean, he he has a lot of room to grow, which is great because he if he's scoring 15 goals and has four assists and his real first pro season, that 
the, the potential is through the roof. So I think for the national team, in terms of having a big presence, somebody who's making hard runs in the box, who's good in the air, good finisher, but creating space with runs, one, and having that size and being and, and having the hold-up play, which is so mm-hmm. important, especially in a World Cup, is massive. Where he still needs to improve, and he knows that, we've had this conversation, is just connecting passes, not losing possession. Mm-hmm. It's not about the killer pass all the time because he can make it, but when he does hold it up, making sure that you connect passes and making the right decision. So I think he's 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 going to be there in September, and then it's 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 the opportunity is on him to take it with both hands. Yeah, hopefully he gets the minutes to actually prove himself if he does get called in, and I think that he will as well. At least that's where I'm leaning. I have no inside information. Another thing I really like about his game, Chuck, is that he will make the thankless runs to open up space for other people, and he seems to be willing to do that. I know mm-hmm. a lot of strikers, and we played with a lot of those, that will do that for a while, and then they get a little tired when they don't get the service maybe that they want, and, and will stop doing that. But I think it'll be really important, especially with this particular collection of players on the national team who like to find those pockets of space in front of the back four. You need somebody to give us that verticality to create that space in the first place. And if Vasquez is willing to do that thankless running, over and over and over again. I think that just helps his chances. Hey, coach Jimmy over there again? It is. I got my coach. Well, I, I, borrowed, I borrowed my coach Chuck hat and I put it on my head. So, so Heath, I want to ask you this about him in particular because yeah. he came in and was what, signed MLS at 18 mm-hmm. and it wasn't handed to him right away. He had to yep. sit there and he had to work through it. And he didn't get his first significant minutes where he was the guy for five years. And now he's the guy. How important do you think that was to – how he's been shaped. And, and now that he has this opportunity, he can really take it with both hands because he knows how hard he had to fight for it. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I, I would love Charlie's take on this, knowing, you know, Charlie's journey going through, mm-hmm. through the college ranks and into the professional ranks and in a different sort of, in a different sort of way that what had, ha- what would have happened to Charlie if Charlie went straight into Hammerby at 18 years old, you know, what would have been probably would have been at Real Madrid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <No>. probably. <laughs> I can't believe you say that out loud. If, Charlie, if you if you wanted to, you know, if yeah, you wanted if, to. If, if, the timing, wanted to. if the timing made sense. If Zidane uh, only if Zidane yeah. called me, then I probably would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I mean that that's the thing is I think about like how much do you gain through, you know, he talked he talked about David Goggins, which I thought was really interesting. Stay hard, who, everybody. <laughs> uh, who who's a motivational speaker. I think I think, you know, uh ultra marathon guy. I think he's a um a military vet that sort of thing, or, 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 or lives in that sort of mentality world. And I think about that and how important that is for what he went through adversity-wise, right, of not really getting his chances until now. But then I compare that to, well, what if he was just in an environment where he was getting some chances? Where would he, where would he be on it in his journey? And you could, you could make this web any million ways, and, and we sure. all went through it where you think about what if, what if, what if. Um, had let's you made, not play that game. You know, let's not play that game. You know, <laughs> Charlie was at Real Madrid just a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not play that game. I mean, we would have won the state cup, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. and then, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Eastern and, Regionals. Oh, yeah. ODP. Region yeah. one. Yeah, I, I will say I was a Golden Boot winner at a regional camp once, and I just think, what if I would have played striker, Charlie? You know? Uh, you would have been and, a phenomenal left winger. Yeah. <laughs> who, who who knows? Who knows? But, but I think about that, and I think about – He's kind of on his journey, and you can't really say what if, what if. He's made the most of that now. He's, he's battled adversity, and he's leveraged that now into the form that he's in. Can he sustain this? Can he take this level? Can this be the new baseline for him? And, and that's really, to really it tough. It has to be. Um, but, but we'll find out. Well, you, you, you basically said you're either Justin Braun or <laughs> – oh I forgot about Justin Braun. Uh, oh, he, he did score a hat trick, Jimmy, and we called him Braunaldinho for a while. We did, we, uh, as we should. At that that was like, but that was like a, a, a running joke. 
that yeah. which was and everyone knew and he i don't know if did he like actually think that was like i'm ronaldinho or he was wait. like all these guys are so wait, my, my nickname Conradinho has just been a joke to everybody this <laughs> no, whole time. No, no that was real. Everyone that thinks, real. yeah, that's yeah, completely that was real. real. Charlie, we'll okay, talk that's about real. that. We'll talk about that after. But Justin Braun took us real straight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, it, it's a stray in the sense that like this guy, uh, incredible athletic ta- uh, capabilities, right? He could jump, he could run, he was fast, he had all these physical tools. Like but he had feet for nothing. Feet for nothing, <laughs> but like in training, feet not great. Nothing. In games over ninety minutes, not that impactful. Like. It would frustrate the hell out of you playing with him, but he finished a double-digit goals. Um, yeah. and 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 that Forward was a guy where you just like, it, it, yeah, you would just it made no sense. The two never seemed to to line up, and and so like you said, like this has to be the new the new normal for him because I don't want the default to be oh he had a great season because we've seen a lot of strikers have a great oh, season. Oh yes, we have. Um, but we're fair. seeing some things that look a little more sustainable about his game and the way that they're playing at Cincinnati. And I just want to know: Does that translate to the next club? Does it translate to the national team? Does it translate yeah, right, into a right. career? You know, we're not going to know unless he gets minutes, right? I mean, it yeah. seems like when he has the backing of a system and a coach, he can definitely blossom and flourish. And maybe Ricardo Pepe could say the same thing: If this guy at Augsburg would just give me a chance and give me actually like three games in a row where I get to play and and do some things, maybe I get to showcase a different side yep. of my uh, my ability that maybe they haven't seen just yet. And that's part of the risk you take, I think, when you make any move to to a club in Europe in particular. All right, let's talk about Christian Pulisic and clubs in Europe because Christian Pulisic isn't getting minutes, and he obviously wants to be sharp. Apparently, Greg Berhalter has told him or recommended that he go find a place where he gets minutes as opposed to sitting on the bench at Chelsea. Now, the two options right now are both United, Newcastle and Manchester United. I'm going to go to you first, Charlie. What do you think would be a better fit? Because Newcastle, maybe not where they need to be. They're not going to be playing in the Champions League. Either will Manchester United. But their future seems a little bit more bright. Now, apparently, it's only going to be a lone move. So everything mm-hmm. that has to be taken into consideration. Manchester United, though, a bit of a dumpster fire, grasping at straws, trying to sign anybody that has a big name at this point, even Casemiro, which I think would solve some of their problems, but still seems kind of desperate. But they need people. The thing I have an issue with, with Christian Pulisic going to Man United, is they, they seem to have a lot of guys in those areas that maybe just aren't playing at the highest level. You got Rashford and Ilanga and Martial who can also play the nine and Christian can move around and obviously be valuable in different spots. But I wonder if Newcastle might be a better landing spot because he'll be dependent on in a little bit more of a different way. I would say, I would argue against the move to Newcastle. And okay. I see, I, I see the point of, Oh, he's in the premier league still and he's playing. He's going to be playing for the most part. Look at the way they play. Their style. Yeah, yeah. That fair, doesn't fair, fit fair. Christian. So sure. I think for me, if you're saying where would he go, because I think he needs to leave Chelsea. I've been saying that since last year to get consistent playing time and the respect that he deserves. As long as he stays healthy, he's going. He's going to fight. He's not one of those players that's just going to rest on his laurels and say, right. oh, "I'm Christian. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna expect things." He he goes out there and fights. I think if he goes to Manchester United, well. Eric Ten Hag, he loves players who are technically gifted. He would fit right perfectly into mm-hmm. that Ajax mm-hmm. system. So I think given that, plus the, the quality of players that they do have, they obviously they're not going to be bad the whole year. This is this is one of those problems where they're going to have to work True. out. It's gonna we take said some that last time, season. But <laughs> they're, they're going to finish in the top half. This isn't a yeah. team that's it's Manchester United. They're gonna they're not going to finish in the bottom half. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. But the I'll style of play, I think, would fit Christian better. And it would be a move that he would welcome probably because at least he's going to get more playing time. Thomas Tuchel's cl- made it clear. He clear. is not clear. And then the the bid for Anthony Gordon of Everton. That, that is that, that's, 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 that's not seems, enough. 
that's, that's like insulting. a slap in the face. I yeah. think it's insulting the well, fact that is. Anthony Gordon's even being linked to Chelsea when you have Christian Pulisic on the bench, Heath. Like, oh yeah, you, I mean, and you, but Man United is the same thing, right? Uh, Charlie, I fully agree. When you look at it the way from the perspective that you have, it's a great opportunity for him. Yes, and they also have Jaden Sancho in that team. But so it shows that they've got some depth in those positions. Do I think Christian Pulisic thrives when it's a true open competition to win spots? Yes, I think that's going to get the most out of him. But Manchester United finishing in the top half still won't align with what the expectations on Ten Hag are or to play at Manchester United, which yeah, is the Champions League. He's still gonna right? play though. And so but yeah, our, our but, listen, but I wonder, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. under our, that our, type of pressure is 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 there the ability to have a clear set of starters in the same way Chelsea's continuously rotating? Will Man United end up rotating all season long with all their players, including Ilanga, who's coming up now? But aren't we just really worried about and concerned about Christian Pulisic's next three or four months. I mean, I don't really, I mean, obviously I want him to do well and he'll figure out the rest of his career after the yes. World Cup. I just want this guy sharp for the, for the next three or four months. And then obviously can be the guy for us, Charlie. Yeah. A hundred percent. You want him playing, but you also want him to be able to play in a style that is suitable to his game. Newcastle's very direct, a, a lot of aerial balls, yeah. not that they play long balls, but it's, it's no, not they're more, de- they're more defense first. Yeah, I, it, I would it's, it it's not, it's not going to be, I think, beneficial for a Christian to go to that yeah. type of environment. Now, if you go to Manchester United, yes, the pressure is a crazy high, but the level of player and the quality of play is so much higher. And if they do take him on loan, that means Ten Hag says, I, I, I want him. I want him to play in our system. Maybe there's an option to buy included in that. So you, you, you would feel comfortable going to Manchester United because you would only leave Chelsea to go to United if you're if there's a real but, guarantee but to, to play, he like, wants him, least. but but does he need him? You know, like in a way he does, but he's got a lot of wingers too. He, well, well he, does, he doesn't he doesn't like the players that he has. I mean, he, yeah. he's made it apparent. He's like, I want players, I need players. So that means you don't value some of these guys that you See, already have. I just feel like some of the moves that they're, they'd be making now just feel desperate because a lot of their other moves haven't yes, worked they out. Do. Right. Absolutely. So that's it's interesting. The whole Manchester United situation is interesting. If you uh, said Crystal t- Palace you think it, you, or you think Wolves. I, I would be fine with that because, I mean, even a, a player like Conor Gallagher who goes back to Chelsea yeah. is on the bench not playing. What would be, would have been more so much more beneficial if he stayed at Crystal Palace? That's a great example. Play, That's a great example. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hit us up at ISWT Pod on Twitter. Drop us a follow there as well. Let us know your thoughts on Christian. Should he stay at Chelsea? Should he go to one of the United? Should he just leave the country and try to go hook up with Atletico Madrid or Juventus or somewhere? Or LAFC online. LAFC. You know. <laughs> Come with Gareth Bale. I don't know. Chiellini. And have some fun back here at home. Let us know on that. And then, of course, hit us up in the comments about this Christian Pulisic situation, which I hope will get resolved sooner rather than later for everybody's benefits. All right, let's move on now to Weston McKinney getting the start. A bit of a surprise against the Swallow for Juventus when it looked like he was going to be out for more of a significant time due to his dislocated shoulder. Heath, I'll come back to you on this. What are your what are your thoughts on Weston? Good news, of course, for the U.S. men's national team. But uh, and, and obviously the trust of, of getting Allegri to, to get in. I know I know Paul Pogba's out right now, and I was very curious to see if both were healthy, who was actually going to get the start. But Weston's got to take advantage of his opportunities when they come. Yeah, again, I, I'm not worried about Weston getting time at Juventus this year. I think he'll continue to get time. I think it's great to show that that level of health. I always get worried, as, as, as I said before, about bringing a player back too quick. Didn't play the full full 90, rotated out. 
uh, easy, pretty, pretty uh, fundamental win against, I think it was what Sassuolo or something like Sassuolo, that. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's a great start to the season. We've missed him for months, right? In and out right. of, of, right. of injury. So to have him back, hopefully we're seeing this consistent run of form now uh, into the World Cup because, again, he's a player that whether he's playing 45, 60, 30 minutes, 70 minutes, 90 minutes, week in and week out, I'm not worried about whether he gets time. He will. Uh, I'm not worried about whether it's 30 or 90. I prefer 90. But the fact that he's back on the field, if he's healthy, I, I like that. Okay, so we're going to preview all the players tomorrow uh, amongst uh, other things we'll do in our show tomorrow. Make sure you join us for the ISWT pod. It'll be 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern if you want to watch it here on the YouTube. Or you can listen to it anytime you want on your podcast platform of choice. So we'll get into more about Weston and all the other players, what, what's upcoming for them. But let's talk about this leaked jersey again. I know we talked about it with Brandon Vasquez and Charlie. I was actually kind of surprised that that you liked it. I didn't think yes. you would like this new jersey. And I don't know if uh, producer Alex can throw it up for us for everybody watching. But do you think it's real first and foremost? Do you think those are the real kits? Uh, I would say that they're not the real, real match day kits. Like they're not. They're the generic ones. So they're not the ones that they'll be wearing on 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 the pitch because. The ones on the pitch, I think, have uh, there's there's more stitching, yeah, of course, of types course. In, in, involved in it. Uh, but I think, for the most part, probably looks like the, those are going to be the kits. I mean, they were hanging in Dick's Sporting Goods, yeah. which is crazy. A month before the official release, right? Mm. Yeah, no, and, and and for those that don't know, make sure you go just type in U.S. Men's National Team or USMNT leaked kit. Uh, both options will pop up. The white one, which looks, it kind of reminds me of. I feel like a U.S. women's national team. Maybe the ones they won and used in 99 to win the World Cup. I'll have to go back and look. But there seems to be some similarities to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the blue one is the the away kit would be kind of has like a splatter on it, Heath Pierce, where, you know, it's not as – it looks like, for me, more of a training jersey than it does like a proper second kit. But apparently that's the one. Any any thoughts on these these kits? Not really. I mean, I, I do like the uh, – I do like the sort of paint or marble – or tie dye, whichever dye kit job, dye job, whatever it is that you they they did on the blue one. That's cool. It's something different than just plain, plain blue. And then the white one actually reminds me of like old U.S. training kits. Um, mm-hmm. I get those my, O2 vibe yeah. World Cup kits. Yeah, I mean, it, re- it literally reminds me, especially around the neck of like my youth youth national team yes. training shirts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Uh, not so much. Obviously, the crest is the crest is new, but but I, I mean, I I like it, and and uh, I don't know if. Is is there a shirt sponsor? Is there a logo sponsor for for national teams? It's just training shirts, right? No, um, there's so, no like logo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think it's solid. It's it's one of those things that it's you know the easiest thing to do is criticize anything that anybody ever puts out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a problem is it's leaked. Yeah. It's not there's not a story behind it and and a player mm-hmm. rocking it like the Brazil kit that dropped on Instagram. You're seeing, you know, the Jaguar. They take the Amazon rainforest and they incorporate it into the kit. A traditional, the traditional yellow kit for Brazil. Typically, yeah. there's not anything in it, but they put like the subtle Jaguar markings into it. And then the blue away kit. You're like, okay, I get it. This, this is a fire. Yeah. But if you probably leaked you it, this is like on a, like, it's on a hanger whack. in a in a in a retail <laughs> yeah. store. You know, like a whack hanger too. Like, yeah, <laughs> whack. I know. Well, well, I agree. There's no story. I mean, to to be fair, some people sometimes when clubs rebrand or do these refreshers, they like take everything where it's like the the line pointing up means we're looking to the 
stars, you know, like, you're like, okay, <laughs> that's a little much, but I do like, I like that, that, that what you said, Charlie, like the story behind it is pretty cool. And the inspiration behind it, you know, and obviously the gold standard was when, um, Matt, uh, can't remember what his name was, did the Nigeria kit, the Nike Nigeria kit. And that was like the big, big thing. Um, but, um, he's, he's one of the owners of, uh, of, uh, Vermont green. Can't remember blanking on his last name right now. I should know it, but yeah, I, that's like the gold standard, but like, there's going to be a lot of really vanilla kits at, at, uh, the world cup. And this is one that I like shout out to new England. Yeah. Everybody in the comments, apparently that's watching on YouTube for everybody listening, hate, hate the new kits. I okay. do want to say it's very Matt, quickly, Matt Wolf, by the way, Matt Wolf. Yeah, that's who it is. I, I just, Wolf. I just want to raise my hand and, and say that when the, the kits that they're wearing now and the men's and women's, the, the red kind of jagged with the Navy blue, I did not like that kit. Cause I just same, didn't think, same. It, I just I did not didn't like think it either. would look good. It's grown on me though, Charlie, and it's oh, grown on me, everybody, right. well, because because like <laughs> when you still, but when you put it in the full kit, it makes a lot more sense. And I wonder if with the cat kits that we're looking at now that have been leaked, when you see it in full, when you see it with a number, you know they don't have numbers on them yet, and you and I think that might change my perception about this. Do I do I think it's it, it's it's not as distinguishing as the Waldo kit, the red and white uh, kit. Or or the bomb pop kit, you know those are very. Hey, I've got a box similar. of kits, by the way, Jimmy, um, of of all kinds of ones from from my 2005 to 2012 window. What about to I Jimmy's would love to just show. Yeah, Jimmy's got. Oh, Jimmy, is that still Jimmy? Where do you keep the 1951? It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's. I hate you guys. I, but I'm saying, like, we should bring them on and go through them and talk about them, like, because it's it's one we thing to, to talk about these kits in isolation. When they actually do the full release, we should bring on some of our old kits and kind of walk through our favorites. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'd like yeah, to know yeah. what he thinks. Like, my grandfather played with Jimmy. Uh, I think the first, the first <laughs> training session, he said uh, Jim made it quite a quite an, an appearance. He came in to like a, a double a double uh two-footed tackle and then he got up and he was like yeah i'm here i'm gonna be here for a long time yeah a long long time yeah. well that, yeah. that was also with jimmy was in work boots before they started putting the studs on him so that's that's, that's no. very true it wasn't yeah. a two-footed tackle he was slipping you know <laughs> that's when the, that's when the headbutts or the heading the ball of like a, like a 15 pound ball was uh frowned upon all right so so not only are the people in the comments giving some criticism to these kids but apparently weston mckinney said on instagram i tried to tell them and that was oh, his boy. comment with regard to these world cup kits and basically confirming that i tried to tell them these weren't that good and that i think that pretty much seals the deal for me weston i McKinney. respect that because weston mckinney makes a lot of money from people that that uh that ha have a hand behind that for him to just say try to tell him it's an honest take you're allowed to have an honest take and the fact that he said <laughs> that uh i respect that a lot I love that. All right. We're at the end of In Soccer We Trust for this show. Obviously, again, we have another he one today, an Pacific, 1 p.m. Well. Eastern. Oh, is he Adidas? Okay. He so is an he, Adidas uh, athlete. That's well, he's going to be an Adidas look at, athlete. Look at for a Jimmy Froze. <laughs> I did not freeze. He's, still, not he's freeze. so old. <laughs> Man. But this cream cheese never gets old over Jimmy's here. Jimmy's okay, share Charlie? for broadcast is that one of those electronic ones, Charlie, helps him stand up again where he presses the button and it stands him straight back up again so he can walk out of the room. Oh, my. I, uh, you know what? This shows. I was going to give you guys final thoughts. I don't even know if I want to anymore. But, Charlie, final thoughts for today's show. Obviously, a shout-out to Brandon Vasquez for coming on and enlightening us with his philosophy and his mentality. 
Jimmy's like Professor X. Yeah. Jimmy uh, has to write down his final thoughts so he doesn't forget them, you know? <laughs> I can't confirm or deny these rumors at this point. Is, is that your final thought, Heath Pierce? Yeah, that's yeah. all I got. All right. Oh, yeah. Show's yeah. over, everybody. I'm calling it. So on behalf of Producer Des, Producer Alex, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, and Hollywood Heath Pierce, I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad. I'm younger than I look. And I appreciate you guys listening and watching in Sockway Trust. We will see you tomorrow. Later. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.